What's up, everyone? It's Michael Scotto, Senior MBA Insider for HoopsHype.com and the host of the HoopsHype Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Orlando Magic forward Franz Wagner, and we're going to discuss Orlando's hot start to the season, his play, some behind-the-scenes stuff with the rest of the guys, and we'll talk a little German basketball as well. They had a pretty good summer, which uh, I'm sure we'll be happy to touch on. Appreciate you joining me, Franz. How's everything going your way, brother? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Michael. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I mean, for you guys, it's it's been a hot start to the season thus far at the top of the East. Um, I don't know how many people would have expected it, but I'm curious from your vantage point, what do you think has been have been some of the keys to that hot start for you guys as a team so far this year? Yeah, I think one, I think obviously our defense um, collectively, I think we've done a great job. Of guarding people and, you know, turning, turning people over and creating easy offense off of that. And, uh, I think the other thing I would just say is our camaraderie as a group, our chemistry. Um, we really like playing with each other and playing for each other and, um, having a lot of fun doing that. I mean, I think for maybe others on the outside looking in, maybe the casual NBA fan, maybe even some other teams. They might be a little surprised at how big of a jump you guys have had so far this year compared to last year. I mean, are you at all surprised at all at all with how well the team is playing thus far through the first quarter of the season? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm surprised. Um, just because of, I think we're just building off of what we did last year. Um, we had a you know, rough start last year to the season with a lot of injuries and stuff. And uh, the last 60 games, we played pretty good basketball. So um, I think that's that's one of the main things that's changed this year, our, our belief in our group and the, in the whole organization. And when we walk into the building, we you know we believe that we can win that night. So um, that's kind of been our, our mindset. And I think that's that's the biggest change from last year, just our change in our mentality and our approach every night. You think uh... – you guys are still being a little bit slept on around the NBA, or do you think other teams have started to notice um, what you guys are doing this year? Um, that's a good question. You probably have to ask ask them, but um, I think we just want to keep getting better as a group. Uh, still a lot of basketball to be played, and yeah, it doesn't really matter to us if, if they see us coming or not. We just we just want to do our work and um, yeah, keep keep enjoying it as well. So now that you've been through the first quarter of the season, what what do you think are realistic team expectations or goals that that the team collectively can achieve this season looking ahead? I think we want to make the playoffs. Um, in the last two years, last year, we're, I think, four or five games out of the play-in. Um, the first year, we didn't win a lot of games at all. So um, that'd be really cool. Uh, I'd be super excited for it. And... Um, like I said, we still got more than 60 games left. So we got to make sure that we keep putting in the work every day. And um, yeah, like I said, keep getting better as well. I think that's the most important thing. Um, other teams are going to improve as the season goes on and we need to do the same thing. Obviously, for the group to be successful, a lot is on the shoulders of you and Paolo Bancaro as well as kind of the leaders of this team. From your vantage point so far, what what have you thought of your play this season and, and what areas you've taken some steps in in your own development with the Magic? Um, 
Honestly, I think I had a kind of up and down start to the season. Um, but I think I think I've done a solid job of staying with it and uh, not letting it affect uh, my play on the defensive end. And I just try to impact the game in as many ways as I can and, and help the group out. And um, yeah, I think I think the the coolest thing for us as a group is that we have an identity um, and that we 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 keep building on that. And for me personally, like I said, I just I just want to have an impact on the game um, in as many ways as I can. Uh, I don't care if I score the most points or not. Um, I just want to win with this group. What do you think, you know, I touched on Paolo a little bit before I asked you about yourself. What, what do you think have been the biggest strides for Paolo after he came back from playing with Team USA this summer uh, for you guys? I think Paolo's done a great job of just making the, the right play every time, um, no matter what happened before or um, how the game has went. Uh, he's making guys around him better. He, he's ver- well aware that, uh, you know, defenses are preparing for him. Um, and there's a lot of eyes on, on him when he has the ball. So he's done a great job of playmaking, getting other guys open and easy shots. And, um, yeah, he's been awesome. It's really impressive to see for such a young guy. How about – I got to ask you about Coach Mosley. I think a lot of people – before he came to Orlando – I don't know if, you know, the casual fan knew him as well from his time in Dallas, but people always spoke well of him around the league. He was a previous guest of this podcast. But for those who don't know him kind of behind the scenes, how would you describe him as a as a coach for you guys behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Moses, uh, you know, the driver of the engine and kind of of the change that we've had these last couple of years and in our mentality and our approach to the to everyday um you know, to the games, to practices and stuff like that. And uh, he brings energy every day. I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, he brings energy. He wants us to play for each other. Um, you know, he's a big relationship guy. He's, he's, a, um, he's a big character when he walks into a room. And um, I think that's, I think you can see that when, when you look at our group, um, that we bring energy out there on the court. And like I said, want to play for each other. Is he, do you think he's a play? Is he kind of a player's coach? Like, how would you describe him in that sense? Oh, for sure, for sure. He, um, no, you can joke with him. You can have a honest conversation about other stuff that, that doesn't have to do with basketball. Um, you know, yeah, really, whatever you need, his door is always open. And, um, I think that, I think that that makes it very easy on, on us players. Um, you know, he gives us a lot of responsibility as well asking us questions, what, what we see out there, and um, maybe we would change that. Obviously, at the end of the day, um, a lot of times it's his decision, but I think that, that speaks to his trust in us and, um, yeah, how he wants to wants to run this team. I don't know if a lot of people know. He's about 6'8". He could still dunk. I got a kick out of oh, that. Oh, yeah. I got a sure. kick out of that video with you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll forgive you if you're a little biased in this answer, but – I mean, when you look at the league, obviously you guys are one of the top teams so far. Do, do you think that Coach Mosley should be somewhere in the conversation for Coach of the Year at this point? Absolutely. Um, I think Moses done an incredible job. Um, no, I think, like I said, the hardest thing to do is you know get everybody on the team to um, no, be on one page and commit, commit to each other and commit to the group. And so far, I think he's done a great job with that this year. And Hopefully we can keep winning for him. and um, I think he's definitely deserving as of right now. 
you know, some of the other things have been interesting about this group collectively. You guys lost Wendell Carter a little earlier in the season to injury, and, and you guys have been able to maintain some hot play. Um, when you look at, you know, eventually like Wendell coming back, what do you, what do you think he can bring to this team eventually when uh, he's back with this group that's rolling right now? I mean, Wendell is an extremely uh, versatile for a big man, which makes it super easy to play uh, with them. Um, obviously, a big lob threat, super quick out of the pick and roll uh, to roll and, you know, put pressure on the defense that way. Um, he can shoot it as well. And I think the biggest thing is defensively, honestly, um, can switch with him, can play any type of coverage with him in the pick and roll. Um, I think he's our anchor in our defense when he's out there. So, can't wait for Dell to be back. You got another, I don't know if you can call him a defensive anchor, but he's certainly a good defensive player for you guys. And, and he's been out for a while. Jonathan Isaac has, has come back this year. Yeah. Um, to see him kind of come back after all the injuries that he's had and, and his play this season thus far when he's gotten a chance to play, what have you seen from Jonathan? And, and, and I guess from the other part of that would be, what, what does it say to you that, He's been able to kind of overcome all these injuries over the past few years to get back and, you know, contribute to you guys winning. Yeah, I mean, it's been so awesome to see. Um, like you said, my first two years, J.I. was out for most of it. and um, no, He was just in the facility working so hard on his body to get back. And that's what, that's what makes it really cool for us to see him out there now um, and do what he does. He changes the game when he's out on the court for us. Um, like you said, defensively, he's uh, making up for mistakes that other guys are making. And um, like I said, I think he's changing the whole game once he gets on the court. And yeah, I think we're all really happy for him um, that he's, like you said, able to overcome all those injuries because um, yeah, I think it speaks to his character, honestly, not giving up and, and just keep working. Um, yeah, hopefully we can have a great season together. Similarly, along the lines of, of speaking to someone's character, a guy like Cole Anthony, you know, he started at certain points when he was first, you know, in the league. And now he's come off the bench for you guys, provided a pretty good offensive spark. I'm curious from your vantage point, what have you seen from Cole this season? And and where is he somewhere in that kind of six man of the year conversation, in your opinion? Because he certainly... Uh, you know, brought a lot of scoring off the bench for you guys as, as one of the top scorers in the league thus far through the first quarter of the season. Yeah, for sure. I think Cole's doing a great job this year of leading our second group. I think our second lineup, um, no, it's probably one of the best in the NBA right now. And, um, you know, Cole is a huge part of that, um, for us. And it's really important for us. A lot of times our second unit is, is getting us leads and, and playing ahead. So, um, Cole, I think, obviously, you can get a bucket whenever you want, but I think Cole's been really impressive for me in terms of how he's making other people better, making plays for others, and controlling the whole pace of the game. Do you think, like, at this point, I don't know how much pay, uh, attention you pay to the rest of the, the to the bench guys around the league, but in terms of the six-man uh, race, where do you think that Cole Anthony is somewhere in that conversation? I think Cole's definitely uh, very deserving. I think our record speaks, uh, obviously for him. And, um, I think his probably st his stats are, are as well. So, um, I'm not sure what, what voters are looking at for all of that, but, um, 
all I can say is I'm super happy to play with him. It all, yeah, it all factors in, honestly. But uh, yeah, we'll see. How about playing with your brother Mo? Um, not yeah. a lot of guys get to do that in the league, and and you two are both having an impact so far with Orlando. What what has that been like for you to play with him on a day to day basis? Oh, it's it's so awesome. Um, obviously for us too, for the whole family, um, the experience we're trying to enjoy um, every second of it, and um, yeah, we we definitely had to get used to it. Obviously, this is our third year now. Um, I would say we had to get used to uh, how to kind of, um, yeah, treat treat each other differently when we're at work and when we're at home. Um, but I think by now we we figured out a pretty pretty good balance with that, and um, he's a he's a great player as well. So it's it's a lot of fun out there. What what is different about when you're in when you're on the court together versus when you're at home? How's that dynamic different? I, I would just say that. Um, you know, when, when we get to the building, when we get, when we get to practice or the games, we try to leave the brother thing, um, at home and, and just try to be teammates. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just treat them like another teammate and don't take, you know, obviously there's a lot of emotions, uh, that, that come with family. So, um, we, we keep that at home, but at the same time, um, obviously before this, um, I hadn't played with him. So, um, I kind of had to get used to how he's playing, what he likes, um, out there on the court. And it's, he's, he's a super smart player. And, um, I think, I think we're both really enjoying playing with each other and playing off of each other as well. You ever bust his chops about being the better brother of the two of you? <laughs> nah, nah, we, like I said, we leave that stuff at home. Um, and we're actually living together, so we uh, ah. got to make sure that, that we have a good vibe going when we get when we get back to the house. <laughs> I can only imagine. That must be a fun situation. It is. It is. I mean, you two also spent time in the summer with Germany, and 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 to win to win this summer with Germany. I mean, what first off, what did you take away from that experience? Um, for the national team and, and how did it help you develop your game coming into this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I took away was, um, you know, that's, that's why I want to play basketball. That feeling that we had as a group, um, you know, it was all about the team. It was not about individual accolades or points or anything like that. Um, it was just, you know, try to become something that's bigger than, uh, you know, just each of us by ourselves, and um, just that feeling was was truly special. And um, yeah, to win gold was obviously incredible. But it was to me just that feeling, that vibe that we had as a group was the coolest thing. And um, I think what helped me, I think the FIBA game is obviously a little bit more tight. Uh, it's a tighter paint, not as much space, and how to how to be able to play efficiently within that. I think. How to learn that a little bit was was really helpful, and um, try to implement some of that stuff. Uh, you know, even with more space in the NBA here. For, and for you guys winning, for the for, winning for the first time at that, what can you say about the future? I guess of, of German basketball. Are there certain players that maybe here in the United States that people wouldn't be as familiar with that they should be keeping an eye on, looking ahead with the success that you guys had over the summer? Yeah, I think I think uh, successes like that with the national team, they just spark 
um, a lot of excitement back home and more kids will start playing basketball at home. And I think that's one of the coolest things, being part of the national team. Um, you know, that we're inspiring the next generation and um, you know, hopefully in 10, 15 years, we'll have a lot more German players, not just in the NBA, but in the best leagues around the world. And um, I don't know, I don't think you know, like people from the States uh, realize how, how big a thing that is for us, winning the World Cup. Um, but yeah, that like when I grew up, that that was not that was not an option. Like that was that was not something that you dreamed of because it's that crazy. Um, so honestly, I still haven't really uh, realized exactly what we did. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you were younger, I mean, sure, you had you know Dirk Nowitzki, but um, I, I don't know even how familiar you were watching like Daniel Tice, maybe, because he's a little bit older than you, but. Um, who were kind of the guys that you looked up to that you would watch like that, whether it was German players or anybody else outside uh, of the country? Yeah, know? I mean, I, I was a big NBA fan. Um, so I, I, I tried to watch um, a lot of the NBA games. Uh, I was a fan of all the best players, not just of Dirk, but I was a big Dwayne Wade fan. Obviously LeBron, Kevin Durant, all of those guys. Um but yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is with Dirk. Um, when you grow up in Germany, the NBA can seem really far away because you you don't get to watch every game at night and on TV and stuff like that. It, like if you really want to watch, you have to stay up until two a.m. and watch the game. So obviously that's not always possible. And um, so people like Dirk, um, people like Dennis, they they made it seem possible for someone from Germany to not just make it to the NBA, but be really successful there. So I think, I think that's something I would say that, um, you know, those, those guys were, yeah, making it seem possible for people from Europe. Do you, uh, at all ever talk to, to Dirk at all and get any advice from him from when you were together in Germany at all? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not super close with Dirk. I think Dirk, um, you know, tries to stay out of the way a little bit and, um, I'm sure he's there to help us if I needed something. And, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't talk super often to him. Obviously he's close to coach Mose as well. So, um, I see him sometimes, you know, on FaceTime when, when they joke a little bit. So, I mean, obviously we talked, you talked a little bit about how bright the future for Germany basketball could be. I do have to ask you about Orlando. I mean, given the success you guys have had and what you've built over the past few years, how you've incrementally gotten better each year. I mean, what do you see for the future of Orlando over the next couple of seasons with this group that you guys have? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can keep building. Um, like I said, I think we're we're, we're really young. We're, um, we really like playing with each other, and I think that's the biggest thing. And obviously we want to win um, whenever that is. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for, for us is, is to, to stay focused on the moment and keep getting better. But I think we've got a great thing going here and uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. As a group, I know you said like you guys are close. You got a lot of former first round picks on your roster. Like if you look up and down, there's a lot of guys that have been first round picks. So how do you guys balance that between wanting your own individual success as being guys that were drafted, you know, relatively high 
and trying to win as a team when you got some guys starting over others and, you know, playing different minutes? Yeah, I think, I think everybody here believes that, you know, team success, um, no, it's going to bring that individual success as well and uh, that will follow. And I think so far this season, I think you can see that nobody's like stat padding or anything like that. Like we're just trying to win. We're whatever it takes. Everybody's willing to do that. And that's the only way that you're going to win at the end of the day. Um, so I think if we keep, uh, we're able to, to keep putting uh, individual agendas after the team agenda, I think. Um, hopefully we can keep this thing going. Anything else that maybe I hadn't touched on about Orlando or you that uh, you want to share with the listeners that are tuning in or anything along those lines, brother? I don't know. Maybe we can get some more national TV games. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, we, we got to do our job and honestly win some more games. Um, but yeah, that that'd be awesome. Okay. I mean, hey, you're getting some national coverage now with me, but I will, you know, I'll, I'll put that out there for, for everybody to, that. to see in the transcript and everything for sure <laughs> as well. I appreciate you joining me, brother. And I obviously, Thank look, you. I look forward to seeing you soon in town in, in New York and Brooklyn, but you know, you guys are playing well. So enjoy the, enjoy the moment for sure. For sure. Thank you, Michael. Of course. And I also want to thank everybody else for tuning in. If you want to hear more episodes of the Hoops High podcast with guest appearances from NBA players such as Franz Wagner, coaches, executives, media members, you can like and subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. You can keep up with my tweets on Twitter, at Mike A. Scotto, and you can follow Franz as well. He's at Franz Boogie. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Scotto, wishing you and yours all the best. 